1: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ.
2: Hey, it's good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Welcome. Hi. Hi, everybody.
1: One of the happiest days of the year.
2: Why is that? It's the 14th of December. Hmm. Why is that one of the happiest days of the year? Today begins
1: Come Home Day. Oh. Oh, one of the
2: happiest days of the year in your
1: house. And multiple homes across the metropolitan area. Kids are coming home today, huh? Today and tomorrow oh, is come you. home day. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it is at my house as well.
1: Let me just tell you what my kitchen looks like. Uh, there are stacks of boxes containing shoes, clothing, shower gel, um, you name it. They bring all of their stuff back because the university's kicked them out over break. Mm-hmm. And th- this is how you know it's my happy day. I'm downstairs trying to pay bills, and I'm just just—I'm rocking out to some Taylor Swift, and I'm just in the best mood because the first one has just come home and I hear her yelling upstairs, mom. I said, yes, Aww. baby. There's paper towels stuck in the toilet.
0: <laughs> Shouldn't be. Oh, they're home.
1: <laughs> and why would that be sweet? Love sweet, sweet love. Sweet love. I cleaned up some cat throw up and I put it in the toilet. Mm. I don't know how it is they don't know at age 20 that you're not supposed to do that, but we've learned. We had a discussion about it. said, babe, here's a plunger. This this was
0: a learning opportunity. Learning
1: opportunity. I'm so happy you're home.
0: Oh, you didn't march downstairs Um, and say, go back to school. For
1: all 20 years of your life, we cannot put paper towels in the toilet, and that continues today. But here's the plunger. Knock yourself out, and I'm (laughs) going to go back to listening to my Taylor Swift and doing what (laughs) I'm doing. (laughs) Oh,
2: well, good for you. It was very cute.
1: She goes... Sorry!
2: <laughs> uh, Maya's back from UCM tonight. Yep. How's flight school going? Oh, well, she has she not uh, gone airborne yet. When does that
1: happen? Uh, next semester.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I believe this is called ground school at that this is, point. Yeah. Very good, Samuel. Thank you. How Thank did you, you know that? I know a thing or two.
1: So she's in ground school. That is correct. She's in ground school. Second semester, she goes up, I assume, with... Um, instruction. Clearly, clearly yeah. with an She's like in the jump seat watching what's going on. Yeah, maybe takes the c-
2: controls, maybe flies a little bit. Oh my gosh. Um but we're not doing any soft landings or anything no, next semester. No, we're, no. We're just uh you we're,
1: get your butt back in the simulator where we're, it's we're, safe. We're
2: going up. Uh maybe at some point the instructor goes, "Hey Maya, why don't you take the controls?" Oh god. <sighs> she says, "Okay." Yeah.
1: <sighs> Steady as it
2: goes. And then, "Maya, we're going to put this plane back down. I'm going to take the controls back." Oh, she's gonna okay. be great.
0: Do not.
1: Oh, worry. she's gonna be great. Oh, I know. Don't I worry know she all. Do you know what my grandfather, retired military, career military, who um, worked on airplanes? Is this Bill? This is Bill. And one of the stories that he used to tell, but I wish in more detail, God, I wish I had more detail, was that in Vietnam, there <laughs> was a plane that had crash landed, was taking heavy fire. They choppered my grandfather in, dumped him at the site of this plane that they could not get started and in minutes was able to get the plane back airborne, and he saved that crew. I mean, Mm. they were sitting ducks, Mm. and he was an airplane mechanic. And one of the things he used to always say, even when we got in the car, was pre-departure checklist complete. (laughs) And I almost guarantee you, Maya knows that term. (laughs) Pre-departure checklist
2: checklist complete. So is there anyone left from... Your grand, your yeah. grandfather passed a couple years. All of ago, my grandparents have passed. So there's no way you can get these
1: stories. But the stories, you know, my my mother is one of five siblings, and they had heard those stories, and that's why I was so excited when I opened that treasure chest over uh, my holiday in Biloxi, and started kind of going through diaries, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I hope there's something in here about what he did in <laughs> Vietnam.
2: Does your mom, yeah. or her brother, and sisters yes. have and, these
1: stories? And there are medals, and I think his sons have the medals from that.
2: So, why not ask them to write down some of the stories as they remember yeah.
1: them? Yeah. Yeah. Where were they? What did he do? I what mean, did all, he all say? I know is that he had minutes to fix the plane. Yeah. And then That's up and out story. they went. That's and a great story. The pilot said to him, You saved our lives. I mean, we, we were dead without getting that plane fixed. So I just, I, the only reason I told that story is I want her I to know that, story. that I know what pre-departure checklist
0: complete pre-departure means checklist. every time we'd get in the car. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa. Well, Captain. was the pre-departure checklist complete or well, not? It, it well, it depends.
1: If you're in the car, is your seatbelt on? Okay. You know, okay. you got all the stuff that you need.
0: Has the car started? Air in the tires? Yes. Oil in the engine? Everything seems to be going
1: uh, incredibly well. Uh, back we're on we're the ground to tonight because I have a run, do not walk. And one of the things that was on my Facebook, like, I don't know, it shoves you best moments in cinema. One of the things that was on Facebook for me last night was the moment that Captain Sullenberger lands the plane on the Hudson. Just that entire seven or eight minute scene from that movie. And if you have never seen Sully, it is one of the most stressful, calm, if those two things can be true at the same time, one of the most stressful, calm moments in cinema history where they realize they are going down in the Hudson and there is this um, air traffic controller equally calm saying you've got Newark seven miles off to your left and you know those pilots know they don't have seven miles they do not have seven miles to get over there so that is coming up in our algorithm last night and I said to Chris we've got to watch that movie again because you forget just that 10 minutes when he says, my plane, and we're going to be in the Hudson. And you hear mm-hmm. the air traffic control guy going, copy that. Wait, wait what, did, right. what did he just say? Right. We're going to be in the Hudson. Mm-hmm. And how calm they are. It's amazing. When they land that plane. And he just says, brace for impact.
2: So you were talking about things that are showing up on your social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happened last night. And you and I need to talk. hmm you have, you have talked, I believe, you did it yesterday. Yesterday was Wednesday, right? And I believe you did it last Friday. You talked about Enchant out at Wyandotte County. Out yes. Of, out at Legends. Huge right? fan. Right. And it's this incredible light show that your friend who owns the Monarchs or part owns the Monarchs has set up out at Community America Ballpark. It's a winter wonderland. It is. It is a winter wonderland. I have never looked it up. I have never typed it into my computer, Mm -hmm. nothing. I used to be a naysayer Mm -hmm. when it came to these computers are listening to us. (laughs) I'm going to turn my Facebook to you, and I want you to tell the good people what advertisement (laughs) is on my Facebook right there. I have never typed the word
1: enchant.
2: Into this computer. It says,
1: grab your besties and head to Enchant. They're having a ladies' night, December 14th and 21st, baby.
2: Don't tell me these computers
1: are not listening of to you. Of course they're listening to you. But I would much rather it be telling you to go support a local business than, you know, go buy a kayak or something.
2: Well, I
0: understand, but for years I denied it. Continuing on the topic of things popping up on your Facebook page, my Facebook memories popped up today, and I wore a very special shirt Because while we had kicked around the idea of creating a new airline for all of the people who were misbehaving on flights, uh, it did not become official until two years ago today when Brian Busby brought in our t-shirts and Uh our promotional flyers for Jerk Air. So here is to the two-year anniversary of Jerk Air. Is that right?
1: Oh, I'll be darned. And today is Thursday, by the way. We're going to skip this week. Um, Because Brian Busby just got done with some eye surgery. He is fine. He is back. But we had been doing Mm. the buzzword with Busby on Thursdays. We will do a special buzzword with Busby next week. We need a holiday flair. We need merriment. We need some sort of holiday flair. And you can submit it on the text line for the buzzword with Busby that he is to drop Secretly somewhere within his weathercast.
0: Uh, earlier this week, people were demanding that we include unveiled, I mean unveiled, <laughs> on the list. <laughs> so I feel like that one needs to be on there. I'm
1: today. not sure we can get Brian to mispronounce unveiled. 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 We will take merriment holiday suggestions. I actually think the word merriment mm-hmm. might work. I kind of like merriment. How, do, how does one work merriment? into a weather forecast. Oh, uh, Brian is a pro. We, we don't even need to ponder this.
2: 913-586-7798. 586-7798.
1: Got a lot in the stack today. When we get back, a former coach and teacher mm. found guilty in a case that is horrifying to talk about, but we're going to talk about it. And what do schools know and when do they know it when they hire someone? That's straight ahead on Dana and Parks.
2: Story here from Channel 9, KMBC.com, and Matt Fleener, who we believe is going to be calling in here in just a moment. Uh, Dateline is uh, Liberty. A Clay County jury today found former Staley High School teacher and coach Josh Hood guilty of second-degree statutory rape of a 15-year-old sophomore girl at his home in 2010. Channel 9 not sharing the woman's name nor the deeper context of the allegations due to the nature of the charges. Hood was sentenced immediately following the conclusion of the trial, receiving five years in prison. The maximum sentence for second-degree statutory rape is seven years in prison. The jury, consisting of nine women and three men, deliberated for nearly four and a half hours across two days before reaching their guilty verdict. Jurors began deliberations after Hood, who is 46 years of age, testified in his own defense on Wednesday. Hood said he did not have sex with the girl, his wife, Lindsay Hood, also telling the jury she did not recall the girl ever
1: coming to their home. However, and this is an enormous however, and he has been found guilty, it is very important that we let you know that Coach Hood previously pleaded guilty to sex crimes in a separate case for molesting a teenager in Jackson County in 2003 and 2004 during his time as a teacher and coach at Holden High School. So I'm going to go over this timeline again before we bring Matt Fleener in. In 2003 and 2004, he pleaded guilty to sex crimes in those two years When he was a teacher and coach at Holden High School, okay, the adjudication of that case came much later. He pleaded guilty to five counts of second-degree statutory sodomy, two counts of second-degree statutory rape, and one count of second-degree child molestation. That was in 2021, he pleaded, but the case was in 2003. This most recent case, Scott, of which he has been found guilty, Happened in 2010, and so a lot of you, I think rightfully so, are going to be asking if there was a guilty plea from Holden High School and a rape of a minor back in 2003, how was he ever hired in the Kansas City area again?
2: Let's go to Matt Fleener, investigative reporter from Channel 9, KMBC, here in Kansas City. Matt, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
3: Hello to you both. Thanks for having me.
1: And Matt, you were in court. Um, can you talk a little bit about just the reaction when when the verdict came in and and what you witnessed in court?
3: Yeah, really powerful. Uh, this case. Uh, we've been following this case for the past couple of years, uh, ever since twenty twenty one. the The reaction was raw. It was emotional. Uh, the survivors in, in this uh, in these cases uh, both broke down. They were both uh, both crying when the verdict um, was read, especially for sentencing today. Uh, But but it's such a powerful story. There was one survivor who came forward with her story in 2020 to investigators. She told her story to investigators. That led to the original charges from Holden High School back in 2003 and 2004 of her uh, being sexually assaulted by uh, Josh Hood. It was that uh, woman's story she came forward to investigators uh, josh hood eventually pleaded guilty in that case and then uh, the survivor and her name is julie uh, a very very strong courageous survivor told her story to KNBC. once that story aired on kmbc another woman came forward with her story of what happened in 2010 uh, during her time at staley high school so it was the original story from 2021 that prompted another survivor to come forward and say, this happened to me too. uh, What was seven years later during Josh hood's time at Staley high school. And he was uh, an English teacher and a coach.
1: Help us understand though, Matt, the timeline and why any teacher would be rehired by any district after we now know he pleaded guilty um, to assault, rape, all of those things with a minor from the 2000, uh, Three case
3: right it was because nobody knew at the time when this happened right so uh the the original survivor as i mentioned did not come forward until 2020 got it she uh you know it was what 17 years uh, that it uh, you know took for her to come forward and say what happened to her uh and, and then eventually uh that led to uh, the other survivor coming forward uh in uh, in 2021 yeah. when she saw the story on channel 9
1: do, do authorities think there are more women out there, Matt?
3: Authorities haven't said it, uh, and, and, and there's no evidence that there are more out there. But uh, the the folks that spoke up today said if there are any other people, any other women that may be out there, uh, to absolutely come forward. And we have so many great resources here in Kansas City. Yes. Uh, including MOXA, um, the Metropolitan Organization to Counter Sexual Assault. And they were so crucial in in helping this story come forward uh, back in 2021, and and they're great advocates for for, um, sexual assault survivors here in in our town. Um, So they encourage anybody to come forward, and and they have ways to help enact and and help uh, eventually lead to what happened today, which was, uh, you know, justice being served. Uh, Josh Hood will now serve five years in prison uh, for for this crime that, that he committed.
2: Matt Fleener, investigative reporter with Channel 9, KMBC. Do appreciate your time. Thank you for calling in.
3: You bet. Thank you, right. both. Thank Be you, Matt.
2: Well. Be safe. Take
1: care. So during his career, Hood worked for five school districts, okay? Mm-hmm. North Kansas City schools between 06 and 2013, Park Hill, where he was football coach starting in 2013. Okay. He also coached at Staley, Oak Park, Holden High School, William Chrisman High School and Concordia High School. And as difficult as it is for survivors to come forward and talk about what is happening, you see what starts to happen Scott when one survivor says this happened to me, almost immediately a second young woman came forward and said this happened to me too. So
2: the allegations from 2003 and tw- or I yeah, believe it's 2000s. Yeah. H- had he already been convicted of those? Prior, prior, or, or did these just prior come to, light?
1: to this case? Yes, but did not come to light until 2020. And according to the Kansas City Star article, when the district learned of the original allegations, the original victim, he was suspended without pay. Okay. He was effectively terminated after surrendering his teaching license as part of the plea deal. But none of this came out in the water until 2020. OK, and you have to remember there are five other districts where he taught. I'm not saying any of the schools did anything wrong. They didn't know and hard to prove
2: now that these allegations are sadly 20, 15 to well, 20 years in the past.
1: I will remind you, he pleaded guilty right. to a string of crimes in the original case. So uh, he is going away where he belongs for five years. Huh? I would find it very hard to believe there aren't more young women out there.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. We fell short this year on Coats for Kids. Uh, could have been the warmer weather, uh, shortened campaign. We're not sure what it was, but we did not hit the mark. If you can help us, please go to KMBZ.com. Click on the Coats for Kids logo. That will take you to a safe and secured website. We've extended the campaign until this weekend. Or just text in the word KMBZ Coats, one word, KMBZ Coats, to 44321. That's 44321. Country music superstar Luke Combs is apologizing, making amends with a fan who was sued for selling merchandise with his face on it through Amazon. Luke Combs addressing the situation in a video that he posted online yesterday after Nicole Harness's online shop was selling handmade gifts and it was sued by a company connected to the country music
1: star. Oh, for, like, using his likeness mm-hmm. without his, but, but you know... But
2: he, he claims he didn't know that they had sued on his
1: behalf. I believe that.
0: Well, if you're as big as Luke Combs, yeah. you're not exactly running yeah. your merchandising. Yeah, you've right. got
1: people dealing yeah. with stuff like that. And you're not worried
2: where your next meal's coming from, but you've got some... He's not in the studio. Eager... Okay, now
0: wait a minute. He's not in the studio belting back out up. a song and then going, I think we should do tumblers.
1: Back up. He, he's told his attorneys to back off. Sweet Nicole Harness.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God.
1: Had sold on Amazon eighteen tumblers for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's, by the way, um, not counting what she paid for the materials to make the tumblers.
2: So she maybe made ten bucks on each one, <laughs> maybe five. She
1: grossed. Follow me here. Three hundred sixty dollars. Okay. She probably walked away with half of that. Okay. She probably bought the tumblers for ten. Is selling them for twenty. I know that it is technically frowned upon and sort of illegal to take somebody's image, face, or likeness and put it on merchandise. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, people do it. I think there are bigger problems in the world. Uh, sweet Nicole <laughs> on her little Etsy store, again, sold 18 tumblers. W- weren't illegally, ex- w- weren't exactly the hottest commodity. He said his lawyers are only supposed to go after big companies selling unauthorized goods, not fans who have a little business on the side. And let me give you an example here locally. Don't make this about Luke Combs. Every day before the Chiefs game, what do you see? These little tents pop up all up and down Blue Ridge where people are out there selling T-shirts, jerseys. With, with do you really logo. think that is NFL authorized merch
0: on the side of a pickup truck with a pop-up tent. Uh, it's not, and they're breaking the law. And if a police car rolled up to that tent, you know what those guys Whoa. are doing? Throwing okay. everything back in the okay. truck and driving away.
1: But Sam, most of the other 45 sellers that Luke Combs team has Look sued a Roscoe Pico train in there. Have enormous illegal operations in Asia, and they are cranking out hundreds of thousands of dollars in in illegal merch. Go at you, go after those people. You don't go after Nicole, a right. super fan. Do, do you think for one second that that kiss t
2: shirt that I wear here really got money into Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley's pocket? No, you know why? Because I bought it off some guy outside of the T Mobile Center.
0: Now, I'm a fan of counterfeit goods, I am a purchaser of counterfeit goods. If oh! I can get it. For very cheap, and it looks even remotely real? Well, I'm going to pay the were 15 You just writing
2: Nicole for, for illegally selling Luke Combs merch. However, oh boy,
0: you break the law. You violate the NIL contract okay. by using somebody okay. else's NIL to okay. make
1: money. Listen to how this happened. It's actually kind of funny, but it's not funny. Now that she's all okay, and he sent her a check for $11,000 and an apology.
2: By the way, the, the, the verdict in against her was
1: $250,000. Oh, yeah. But here's why. Her plight came to light on Tuesday in a story by WFLA in Tampa that has since gone viral. Harness told the station that Combs lawyers served her the lawsuit by email. Didn't know you could do that. So if you're served a lawsuit via email from whatever.gov.com, that's probably going into spam, Scott. And even if Mm. it doesn't go into spam, it looks like spam, right? So she says, sure enough, that emailed lawsuit went into her junk mail folder and she never saw it. Something you can easily prove by the way. Mm-hmm. When Harness didn't respond as required within 30 days the judge automatically found her in default and opposed the $250,000 judgment.
0: That's silly. Um, now by
1: that's the way, a little aggressive. She discovered, do you know how she figured all this out? <laughs> Amazon froze her account for possible seizure because they somehow knew about the judgment and she Didn't you know why she didn't (laughs) because it went in her spam folder? She was in the hospital.
2: Oh, god bless her, suffering from congestive heart failure.
1: Well, she didn't have a heart attack then, she sure as hell had one now. When the judge said you owe us $250,000,
2: telephone number is 913 586 7798. Stephen in Olathe, Stephen, good
4: afternoon. Hi, hey, so I. Apparently, I'm the only one with a memory longer than 10 seconds. I wanted to remind you guys that you guys were just talking about the uh, Ferrari glasses Yes. in in gas stations. But uh, no matter how much Luke uh, Luke Holmes sues someone, he will never be as horrible as Eric Clapton. Does Clapton sue? Oh, he sued one person for selling one... Disc that was she bought it at like a garage sale. She bought it, and it at she a garage sale in, in nineteen eighty
2: nine. She bought that CD and was reselling it in a garage sale for for like ten bucks. Okay, That's right. wait a minute. Never
4: never forget how horrible
2: Eric Clapton is, Stephen. Thank never you. forget that.
1: Thank you for pointing that out. Please yeah, look up that case. I will.
2: I'll look at. Uh, I'm
1: sorry. If you buy a CD, you own that CD. It, Are you it, not able to sell it? It was
2: a bootlegged concert CD. Oh, good Uh, God. From
0: back in the 80s. See, that's ridiculous. They're not producing something for a profit.
1: Look at this. Combs in his Instagram video, to his credit, said he learned about the lawsuit when he woke up at 5 a.m. to go to the bathroom and saw the story. He said he told his manager, please get her contact information so I can call her and make things right. I was so apologetic, he says, in talking with her. It makes me sick honestly, that this would happen, especially around the holidays. I cannot imagine yeah. being in her shoes.
2: Now, and granted, if it's a group of people... He called her. That's who sweet. who ...who gather outside of arenas on a regular basis, and they're selling you T-shirts, you know, uh, 100 at a time, right? This is why For professional
1: athletes hate the, like, 55-year-old guy that's constantly harassing mm-hmm. George Brett in mm-hmm. the urinal in the airport... Because you know they're going to turn around and sell that stuff. They're happy to sign stuff for kids, but quit bothering them to make a profit off of their name.
2: Uh, I'm looking it up. Uh, Don't forget, J.J. French from Twisted Sister is also just as bad. He sued
1: our two little friends down the street. He
2: did, and forced them to change the name of their coffee shop. It used to be Twisted Sister's Coffee. It is now Urban Prairie Coffee. Because J.J. French... Of Twisted Sister, who founded the band in 1976, is
1: militant when it comes to protecting the name Twisted All right. Sister. But you know what? Jaywalking is technically illegal. If police pulled I know. you over every single time I know. you hop, skipped, and jumped across the street to get to the other side, we, we, we would not have anyone available to fight crime. I'm not saying it's not illegal. I'm saying you got to pick
0: and choose your battles. And I would agree. And the $250,000 lawsuit is way out of bounds. Just send a cease and desist and get on with your day. Trust
1: me when I say she ain't ever
5: selling another tumbler
1: again. (laughs) That store is
0: closed. Story here
2: from Channel 9. Business owners in Lawrence want action from the city in a new lawsuit that alleges problems from nearby homeless camps. Trash, violence, and human defecating are just some of the complaints in the lawsuit. Chaos on a daily basis, said Spencer Renfro, general manager and part owner at the original Johnny's Tavern in North Lawrence. I I must confess, I was in Lawrence a week and a half ago, had lunch downtown. The homeless problem downtown is out of control.
1: I have been on Mass Street and not seen a single person. And then I've been on mass and seen two or three. And they, they clearly have mental health issues, Scott. Yeah, they do. But what and it's what, what sad. are you supposed to do? I mean, this is the whole circular argument we have had on this program before. I don't know. I don't but, know. but what Johnny's would say is you don't dump them in our backyard yeah. in a homeless encampment.
2: Johnny's is the first business listed in the lawsuit, Dana. The lawsuit claims five people have died. At the homeless camp in the backyard at Johnny's.
1: Now, mostly overdoses. I think one was a homicide and I think four were overdoses. Owners are
2: calling the situation, quote, a nightmare, said Spencer Renfro. You never know when that one person is going to snap on you and confront you in the parking lot at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. The camp is sanctioned by the city, but business owners who have filed this lawsuit say the city leaders need to be more accountable in
1: keeping everybody safe. Over the last nine months, we've had an average, he says, of five emergency calls per day to this location. My management team has not only had to learn how to cook cheeseburgers and serve beer, but also de-escalate situations, always looking over their shoulder. I kind of liken it to post-traumatic stress, he says. Mm. You might not have something happen every day. But there is a potential that something will happen every day. And it becomes stressful when you are worried about what you might have to deal with. Uh, Quoting here from a server is young girls were already dealing with being worried alone in the dark, walking to our cars.
2: Spencer Renfro goes on to say we are in a crisis and it is a crisis. So we need to act like it
1: quickly and efficiently and quit stalling. Now, I do like this. He says it affects us both. You can't just drop people back here and expect them to fend for themselves. That's not fair either. Mm.
0: Well, and the other businesses that aren't directly next to this camp have a say in it as well because the homeless people don't just stay in the camp.
2: No, no, when, when we were in downtown Lawrence, I mean, they were on every block.
0: I was in the, I was in downtown Lawrence a couple of months ago for a concert. We went out to the bars after the concert, and there were more homeless people on Mass Street than college students. The,
1: the one thing I have said to the girls, because they will always support Johnny's, and so will we. Always. I will always, always support Johnny's. I don't care if we're talking about the flagship location in downtown Lawrence, one down the street in Prairie Village, I will support that shop, okay? I have told the girls, you are never to go jogging or walking along the riverfront. You cannot Mm -hmm. do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And one of Sophie's roommates was regularly jogging down there, and there was a middle-aged guy, probably 35 years old, and for some reason I remember his name was Brandon, who was part of that homeless encampment, Scott, while you were gone, started chasing a 72-year-old man and like 69-year-old woman with a machete. who They were just walking along the riverfront. And so I have said to to my daughters and their sorority sisters, you cannot walk back on that riverfront anymore. At least at Johnny's, you have the security of Johnny's being right there.
2: You can go into business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I I don't want to make the problem worse than it was. It wasn't like to your point, Sam, where there were more homeless people on the street than there were, you know, college kids or middle-aged people like myself, but- it was noticeable enough that I said something to to the person I was with.
5: Well yeah, and let me clarify I, and, it. and I,
2: I just said I go, man, th- this homeless problem here in Lawrence it, it really is legit.
0: when I say there were more homeless people than college kids, there were literally two college kids, but there were a whole lot of homeless people.
2: yeah, I, I would say there were two or three per block just sitting at at lamp uh, you know sitting on the sidewalk next to a lamppost or whatever nine one three five eight six. Seven seven nine eight five eight six seven seven nine eight. Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana, right? My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Thanks to Eagle-eyed Sam Stevie the third, just found this story on Fox Four's website. Johnson County is buying a Lenexa hotel with plans to convert it into a permanent homeless shelter of the Johnson County Board of Commissioners, voting 5-2 to today to enter into a real estate contract for the property at I-35 and Lenexa Drive. It's the old La Quinta. Uh, The county will use federal COVID-19 relief money to fund the $6 million purchase. Where is this? It's I-35 and Lenexa Drive, so it's basically uh, I-35 between 83rd and 97th. Or 95th Exits. Yeah,
0: 9471 Lenexa Drive. Okay,
1: so while we're talking about the issues in Lawrence, are there local businesses right at that con- convergence? I, I'm, it's, I'm. It's all local, local business. Uh,
0: uh, the two buildings side-by-side that they are buying in a joint purchase, one is a former restaurant that is no longer operational. They plan to use that for a resource center, uh, and then the hotel can hold up to 50 beds and has space for on-site food service as well.
1: Okay. Uh, We've got a back store over there. We've got a baking company. We've got a flooring company. You have
2: homes off to the west.
1: Neil Harris Service Experts is over there. Midwest Binding Systems is over there. I point this out because the cities don't have a 100% workable solution. We have seen that in Lawrence. Let's put up tents behind Johnny's. Um, don't forget what the first idea was. Let's buy the hotel
2: yes. near 7th and Iowa streets.
1: Yes, and the businesses around there, what did they say? Uh, you are hell destroying no. our business. A- and they were right.
0: Well. And, and the hotel. Yeah. Don't forget what we did here in Kansas City with the 90-day hotel stay program where they actually reportedly shipped them out of Kansas City to stay in hotels elsewhere. Dakota
2: in Kansas City.
0: Dakota, good afternoon. Hello, welcome.
4: Hi, how are you guys doing? We're doing well, thank you. So, um, there is that like 100 plus acres in between the courtyard and Amar and grandstand and all that, um, just off of K10. Okay. Why can't we move the shelter out there? Toward the prison, Dakota? Are you talking
1: toward the prison?
4: Yeah. It- Signal 88 and. Uh, Milspec already patrol out there. So there's your security. Um, It's, you know, far enough away from any of the businesses that they're actually going to get anything out of trying to panhandle over there uh,
3: for them to bother anybody.
4: And if they really need, they can try and buy the courtyard there.
1: Thank but you for the call, Dakota. Put
4: the outside
1: out there he talking about Douglas County? He's talking about the far eastern edge on K-10 where it's just nothing for miles except there's a prison.
2: Well, the Douglas County Jail's out there on yeah. the south side of K-10. Yes. There's
1: enough- I don't think there's anything else out there. And how are you going to keep homeless
2: people out there? <sighs> you can't keep them at Johnny's.
1: They're going downtown again. Well, but this would create a buffer because help me if i'm wrong here there aren't any other businesses around there near the jail it's just if you're talking about land. E- east of lawrence no you're right
2: i mean there might be a church or two or a vet clinic or something but
1: n- nothing of
3: a
0: couple know, of hotels
1: there yeah, aren't any I hotels out there you got to get a little bit closer toward haskell to start seeing hotels yeah
0: we're, we're, we're talking oh you're talking way way we're, we're, okay okay we're, we're
1: talking about that that on your way out of town, but out of Lawrence, back to Kansas City, you've left Lawrence, but you haven't hit Eudora yet.
0: Okay, before or after you get off Twenty Third? Yeah, I don't know. Yes. yeah. So there's okay. like
1: there's like five miles of just. Quite frankly, it's where the tornado hit several years ago. Yeah,
0: there's
2: about five miles of open land. Gotcha. There, there's a there's a handful of ag related businesses out there. There might be a church or two. Um, I think there's so a putt putt golf course. If,
1: because we all know that that land exists. There has to be a reason that they have not thought about, let's put it there. Because the homeless people won't stay out there. There are no services. Think about it. You can't walk uh, to Quick Trip from there. No. It would be miles.
0: Yeah. The, the, and quite frankly, nobody to ask for money. And,
1: and, and, and if
2: we're going to be brutally honest, a, a lot of people who are homeless have drug and alcohol issues. There's no liquor store out there. There are no drug dealers out there. Uh, I think we have time real quick. Jason in Overland Park, we have 30 seconds.
1: Hi, Jason. Hey, I was just going to say that that
4: issue with the homeless camp out there has gotten so bad that Lawrence PD actually puts an unmarked car out there on Friday and Saturday nights. Because I drive Uber out there, and a couple weeks ago, a patron from Johnny's was held up uh, walking to their car. Mm. But there is a Salvation Army homeless shelter out there by the jail on the other end of town, like you were talking about. But you have to qualify to live there it's not they they just don't take anybody in off the street because i've actually taken people there before
2: jason do appreciate the call man thank you for it dan weinbaum's got the news coming up in two minutes that guy over there is sam stevie she is dana wright my name is scott parks if you can help us out with coats for kids we fell way short of our goal this year go to kmbz.com and click on the coats for kids logo or text kmbz coats to 44321
5: Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.